with you this morning the things that I believe he has been depositing in my heart for all of us as his daughters, okay? And so I want you just to stop and think for a moment. Think about your favorite movie or your favorite book or maybe your favorite scene from a movie or scene from a book. Have you ever been watching a movie or reading that book and envisioned yourself right smack in the middle of that scene? You know you have. You know you've been on that horse with your knight in shining armor galloping off into the distance. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> or maybe you've been in that race car in the midst of the action. Sometimes a book or a movie just draws us in. It's as if that book just has arms that reach out of the page and just grab us and pull us into the story, right? We've all experienced that. Well, I've got to tell you, I just recently experienced that exact same thing when I was reading through the 17th chapter of the book of John. Because in the 17th chapter of the book of John, Jesus is praying for us, for me and for you. He's praying for us. And as I read his prayer again, it just overwhelmed my heart and it was like I just envisioned all of us right there as he was praying for us. And I want us to look at some of these verses this morning from John chapter 17, starting in verse 20. He says, I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. He's praying for everyone who will come to believe. That means he's praying for you and he's praying for me. And he continues and he says, the goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them, so they'll be as united and together as we are, I in them and you in me. Then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you've sent me and loved them in the same way you've loved me. Jesus is praying that all of us as believers would be so united in him because he says in his prayer, why? Because then when we genuinely unite in Christ, then the world will believe that God loves them and sent his son for them. Wow, stop and think about that because that is the greatest desire of God's heart, that people would know that he loves them and sent his son for them. That's the greatest desire of his heart and that is his ultimate purpose, that people would come to know him as Lord and Savior. So you know what that means? That means that when we unite our lives together as sisters in the body of Christ, we will reveal him to the world. And 
we will help draw others to him. In other words, when we unite, we fulfill the purposes of God on the earth today. I believe all of us want to fulfill God's purposes for our lives, don't we? Yes, of course. We've all been created with divine purpose. We all want to walk in the purposes for our lives. And these verses are telling us so clearly that when we allow our lives to unite, we are fulfilling God's purposes. Because it's in th then in that uniting that he will do incredible things through us to reveal himself to the world. We all want to fulfill God's purposes for our lives, and it happens as we unite. But not only do we want to fulfill God's purpose for our lives, I believe we all want God's blessings for our lives, don't we? Do you want God's blessings in your lives? Yes, we do. Did you know that they come when we unite? In Psalm 133, in verse one, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren, sistren, to dwell together in unity. I love the way it reads in the Message Bible. It says, how wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. That makes it a little more plain, right? <laughs> And then verses 2 and 3 give illustrations to this. But then I want you to look with me at the end of verse 3. Because it's talking about being united, getting along with each other. And then it tells us what happens as a result at the end of verse 3. It says, this is where the Lord commands his blessings. Wow, where there is unity, God commands blessings. It's not like, well, maybe you'll discover some of God's blessings. No, where there is unity, God commands blessings. Wow, there is incredible power in unity. When we unite our lives together, we fulfill God's purposes and we experience his blessings. But unity isn't always that easy. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever looked at the world around you lately? Have you noticed all the division and contention everywhere you look? Have you noticed all the severed relationships and hurting people? Our world has become so divided and it seems to continually be dividing over anything and everything that people can find to divide themselves over. It seems to me that this prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17 is more relevant today than ever. And we can be the answer to his prayer. Look around the room this morning. Look at all the amazing women around you. Look at all of the diversity in this room. I absolutely love it. All ages represented in this place. We have junior high girls, high school girls. We got moms and grandmas and great grandmas. I absolutely love it. We have ethnic diversity. We have diversity in every possible way. It's all different styles, all different personalities. I love it. There is incredible diversity in this room. But did you know that as wonderful and beautiful as that is, just because we fill a room with our diversity, 
it doesn't mean that we are united. Unity is not the absence of conflict among us. Unity is not just coming together, all looking our best and having our nice little Christian smile and giving each other our nice little Christian hug and then going on our way. Unity comes when we let down our walls and when we open up our lives to each other. When we're willing to admit where we're at in life, what we're going through. And when we care enough to hear what someone else is going through. When we care enough to hear someone else's story and be able to learn from them. When we care enough to open our lives to share what we've been through to help and encourage someone else. Unity comes when we're willing to stand by each other, valuing our differences without judging or condemning each other. And until we do that, we won't experience the fullness of God's purposes or blessings in our lives. Now we know that God wants us to walk in the fullness of his purposes and his blessings. We can be confident of that, right? Because that's what his word says, and his word is truth. So we can be very confident that he wants us to walk in his purposes and in his blessings. But we can also be just as confident that if that's what God wants, that that is what the enemy will try to prevent from happening, right? So he does everything he can to keep us from uniting. He loves it when we become offended. Anyone ever had the opportunity to become offended? <laughs> Maybe this morning before you even got here. <laughs> Did you know offense is such a trap of the enemy? Because it will cause us to shrink back and to withdraw when God wants us to press in, to open up, and to connect. We've got to be aware of the enemy's tactics. He loves to lie to us, telling us that we'll never fit in. We're not like those other women. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to go because those other women, they won't like me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not really pretty enough. I don't have clothes to wear. I don't know. I, I just don't think I should go. Or I don't think I should go because I don't know enough about God. Or, oh, I don't know enough about Scripture. Or what if they don't like me? What if they judge me? Oh, they're probably just like every other woman I've ever met. They're probably catty and petty and full of gossip. Oh, I don't want to connect with them. Oh, I'm probably, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. I have too much on my plate. I can't possibly connect with other women. Or, oh, I can connect, but only with those who are just within my comfort zone. And we're good because we're connecting with each other. Just right here, me and my few. The enemy wants 
to hold us back. He is a liar and he is the father of lies. That's what he does. That's all he knows how to do. He has been doing it since the beginning of time with Eve in the garden. And if he lied to her, he's going to lie to every one of us. It's not just you, girlfriend. It's me too. He lies to every single one of us. Okay, so we've just got to get good at recognizing his tactics and understanding that he is trying to keep us from uniting. He is trying to keep us from fulfilling God's purposes and seeing our lives flourish and experience all of God's blessings. He does not want us to experience that, of course. You know, I often think about a friend of mine who told me that prior to meeting her, she did not like women at all. In fact, she just came out and said she hated women and she did not want anything to do with other women. She had experienced women being catty, being jealous and critical and judgmental and gossipers. She had been very hurt in her past and so she refused to go to any types of women's groups or women's gatherings. And she definitely had all of her walls up, locked tight to keep other women out of her life. And she admits today that she was believing so many lies from the enemy. But someone in her life kept inviting her to women's gatherings at her church. She always said no. Of course, she always had an excuse. But finally, at one point, when she got that invitation, she had run out of excuses. And she felt a bit backed into the corner by this person who was inviting her. And she didn't know what to do. But she ended up feeling like she had to go. She was not happy about it. She went quite grudgingly and with a very bad attitude, <laughs> but she went. And when she arrived, she experienced God's presence. And she experienced women like she had never met before. And it, that day, her heart began to soften just a little towards others. She was still very guarded, but she decided that she was going to continue going to these women's gatherings. And over time, she began to gradually open her heart to others and let them into her life. She became willing to step into others' lives to help encourage and care for and support them. And somewhere early on in that process is where I met her. And I remember her telling me how much she hated women. But over the coming months and years that followed that, I have watched this young woman become one of the biggest encouragers and supporters of women that I have ever known. You know what happened? Through relationships, one by one, she found healing from past hurts. She found support and hope as she walked through healing from past abuse. She found wisdom 
from women that helped her to become a better wife and learn how to have a stronger, healthier marriage. She found wisdom on how to be a better mom. She found wisdom from other moms how to juggle career and family and all the many things that we juggle. And over time, she began to share her story, encouraging other women around her. And then, over time, she began speaking and even leading small groups within her church to minister to other women who have been abused and were dealing with the pain of that to help bring healing and hope into their lives. She helped young girls learn from her mistakes. And today, ministering to and encouraging and helping other women is the greatest joy of her life. And as she allowed her life to unite with others, she has walked into God's purposes for her life. She has found herself revealing more of God to others around her than she ever even knew was possible. She has experienced more fulfillment and more blessings from God than she ever dreamed of. And she never would have experienced any of that if she had kept her walls up. So often we like to keep the padlock on those walls around us. But God will do amazing things if we're willing to unlock the padlock, to let the walls down. We've got to stop listening to the enemy. We've got to be willing to step out of our comfort zones and open our lives to each other. And when we do, God will do the miraculous. So I want to ask you this morning, is there anything keeping you from connecting on a deeper level with other women on this journey of faith with you? God is calling us to be women who will rise up, women who will rise up and become bridges in our world. What does a bridge do? A bridge connects, a bridge unites. And ladies, that's what we are created to do. We're created to be bridges who unite with women of other generations. I love that we have our young girls with us today. But girls in junior high, in high school, no matter how young you are, there are still girls younger than you are that need you to be extending your hands to them, encouraging them, being there for them, being an example for them. And for those of us a little further on in our journey, we need to be extending our hands to those who are younger than we are, being that example, supporting them, encouraging them, being willing to open up our lives and share our story with them. Sometimes we're so afraid to open our lives and to be transparent. God does things in our lives to bring Him glory, not for us to hide. We've got to be willing to extend our hands to each other. And not just to those coming up 
who are younger than we are, but we've got to be women who are willing to extend our hands to those who are further on the journey than we are, who are maybe a little bit more mature than we are, and say, I want to hear your story. I want to learn from you. What have you walked through? What has God done in your life? Valuing their wisdom. We need to be bridges amongst the generations. But we also need to be willing to be women who are bridges to those who are different than we are. When we are willing to step out of our comfort zone and build a bridge with someone who is different than us, it expands our world. It reveals more of God to us. We've got to be willing to be bridges with those who are beyond our comfort zones. God never intended for our lives to be small and limited and contained by our little comfort zone. He's asking us to be women who will build a bridge beyond our comfort zone and step out to connect with other women. He's asking us to be bridges who unite with those where relationships have been difficult and divided. He will use us to bring healing and restoration if we let him. He created us to be bridges who unite our families even when we would really prefer someone else make the first move, when we want someone else to take the first step. Let's be that one who rises up, says, I'll be the bridge. Let me make that step and extend our hand to bring healing. We need to be bridges who choose unity even when it's difficult. How many of you know sometimes it's not easy? Sometimes it's hard, but God created us to be women who will build bridges even when it's difficult. Ladies, we are created to be bridges who unite with each other. And so, this is the premiere of a new name here. From this point forward, we will be known as Bridge Women. Not because this is a ministry of the Bridge Church, but because this is who God created us to be. This is who he's calling us to be, women who choose to unite. And so therefore, along with that, our theme for this coming season is She Unites. And you know, the word has so much to say about unity. And so throughout this season of Bridge Women, we are going to be teaching and practically applying the word to every area of our lives. And you know, I believe that if uniting is where we fulfill God's purposes and find God's blessings, then uniting is of utmost importance to God. And so that means that we've got to get good at developing unity in every area of our lives, in every relationship of our lives. And developing unity is one of the most spiritual things we can do if it is this important to God. Amen? And so, we want you to know that Bridge Women is a place where we highly value every woman, and we believe in the incredible potential within every woman. And we want every woman to experience the fullness of all that God has for her life. 
Therefore, we are never a closed group. We always draw women from all throughout the Temecula Valley and the surrounding areas, and I love that. Everyone of every age, of every background is always welcome and valued. We are never a group of cliques or pettiness or gossip, and we never will be. We are a united sisterhood who value and believe in and stand by each other. And here at Bridge Women, we have so many avenues to help us unite. We gather on Monday evenings once a month, and I love our Monday evenings because they're like this, where those of you who work during the day or those of you who are in school can come, where we all come together on those Monday nights. I encourage you to come out and join us on the Monday nights. Let's unite our hearts and lives together. But then we also gather on Tuesday mornings weekly, and all of the dates and times for these gatherings are on your Bridge Women cards that you all have sitting right in front of you and we also have amazing programs for your little ones because at Bridge Women your children are never an afterthought we do not just provide babysitting for them we have an amazing team and we have a great preschool program that we're offering for them free on Tuesday mornings and also an elementary special event every Monday night with bounce houses and all kinds of fun things for your children because they are so incredibly valuable as well. And for those of you mommies with little tiny ones that aren't quite ready to go into the kids program, we have a mommy room for you right over on the side right here. And when you come into any of our gatherings, our setup will be very similar to this. And you can choose to sit at a table where you can have discussion and prayer with other ladies afterwards, or if you're taking baby steps towards connecting with other women and you're more comfortable just hanging out on the couch and taking baby steps towards that, that is absolutely fine as well. We want to meet women where you are at. And it's absolutely okay either way. And we have a brand new online community. In addition to our Bridge Women social media pages, which I hope you are following, we have a brand new blog page that just went live this morning. It is awesome. I've already checked it out. And we want you to follow us on that blog page. And on that blog page, you will find a weekly blog with thoughts to meditate on throughout the week. You will find a section called Her Story, where we will share different women's stories, things they have walked through, what God has done in their life to bring encouragement into our hearts. And our first story was posted this morning of one of our beautiful young 16-year-old girls who shared her story and opened her life and shared what God has done in her life. I want you guys to check it out. You don't want to miss it. And regularly we'll be posting more stories and we'd love to hear your story too. But there's so many different ways that we can stay connected. 
in addition to our gatherings here, all these other things are an outflow of our gatherings here, but we also have small groups for women, from Bible studies to support groups and special interest groups for crafting and young moms at the park with their little ones. And here at Bridge Women, we are never just about ourselves. We have outreach opportunities. We sponsor a women's conference annually in India. We are training women leaders in India who have said, yes, I will rise above the oppression of our culture and in our nation to minister and bring help and hope to other women. We're providing training for them. Ladies, we have something for everyone. We have something for every one of you. But no matter how many things we offer, one thing I know for sure, that is that the enemy will still try to keep you from connecting. He will still try to keep you from uniting with your sisters in the body of Christ. And ladies, we've got to refuse to let him. And I want to encourage you to make a choice, to step beyond your comfort zone, and to choose to connect more deeply than you ever have before. Choose to join us at our gatherings. Choose to join us at our small groups or online or all of the above. Because we need each other. We all need each other. There are others here who are going through things that you have been through. Don't keep your story to yourself. They need to hear what God has done in your life. And there are others here who have gone through things that you're going through right now. Don't go through it by yourself. There are others here who want to come alongside and pray and stand with you and support you and encourage you on your journey. We need each other. Remember, my friend, who didn't want anything to do with other women? When she was willing to let her walls down, when she was willing to step beyond her comfort zone, when she was willing to come to women's gatherings and open her heart to other women, only then did she find healing, restoration, and freedom. Only then did she find friendship, purpose, and destiny. And only then did she find fulfillment and blessings beyond her wildest dreams. Maybe you've come into this place today carrying similar thoughts in your mind as my friend. Maybe you can relate to her story. Maybe you've been through some really major things in your life that you feel like if you opened up, you would be judged for. Can I tell you right now, there is no judgment. There is no condemnation here in this place. There is no condemnation in Christ. Therefore, there will be no condemnation here. Maybe you've been severely hurt in the past and you've pushed people away. Maybe you've been listening to the lies of the enemy 
that have caused you to be insecure, caused you to doubt yourself and be unsure of yourself, or caused you to be intimidated or fearful? Or maybe you have just found it easier to isolate and to do life all on your own. If that's you, I want to pray for you this morning because I know that God has so much more that he wants to do in and through your life. How does God work on the earth today? He works by his spirit through people. And when we refuse to unite and connect more deeply with people, that means that we are pushing away much of what God is wanting to do in our lives. I want to pray for you this morning. And if that's you and you say, yeah, I know I've had my walls up, or any of those things we talked about, if your, your heart just resonates with that and you say, yeah, I know I need to connect more deeply, I want to pray for you. We're all just going to close our eyes in this place right now, and as we do, if that's you, just as a sign of surrender to God, just lift your hands in front of you. Just open your heart to Him. Father, I just pray right now, God, for each and every woman in this place, God, where there's been hurt, God, I pray that you would bring healing in the name of Jesus. God, bring healing deep in their heart. And God, I pray that from this day forward, we would be willing to leave behind the hurts of the past, that we would be willing to let go of the lies of the enemy, recognize them for what they are. God, we'd be willing to let go of insecurity and fear. We'd be willing to let go of excuses. And Father, I pray from this moment forward, we would be willing, women who would be willing to step out of our comfort zones, that we would be strengthened today by your spirit with a determination that would rise up in our hearts, that we would say from this day forward, I'm going to unite more deeply. I'm going to open my heart more fully. I'm going to let others in. I'm going to stop making excuses. I'm going to open my life to encourage others. God, I pray that each and every one of us today would make a decision in our hearts to take one step beyond our current comfort zone, to step further into unity with others, to intentionally create unity in relationships around us, that we truly would be a united sisterhood, your daughters revealing more of you to a broken world around us. 
God, help us to walk into your purposes for our lives. And God, I pray that as we do, that each and every one of us would experience more of your blessings in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And ladies, while your eyes are still closed, your heads are bowed, maybe you're here in this place this morning and, and you've never experienced your own personal relationship with God. You know, we've talked about uniting with others and fulfilling God's purposes and experiencing His blessings, but it all starts when we're willing to open our heart and our life to our Heavenly Father by recognizing that Jesus is His Son who was sent to die for us. We can all have a very real relationship with Him. And all we have to do is ask Him to come and be the Lord of our lives. And so we're going to pray a prayer all together. All of us will pray this prayer together in this place this morning. But if that's you and you say today, I need to start opening my heart fully to God, walking with Him, making Him Lord of my life then I want you to wrap your heart around these words as we pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're my Father, that you love me, that you sent your Son Jesus to die for me so that I can live in relationship with you. And today I choose to stop living life all on my own, And I choose to walk with you. I ask you to be Lord of my life. I surrender all to you. And I choose to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Awesome.